0: Welcome to Rave Dad's Diary, the show that explores the globalization of electronic dance music from the perspective of a rural Alberta boy turned raver. I'm your host and resident Rave Dad, Paul Brooks. Rave Dad's Diary broadcasts on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary at the University of Calgary campus and community radio station located on Treaty 7 land. I acknowledge the traditional territories of the people of the Treaty 7 region in southern Alberta, which includes the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Sixigo, the Pagani, and Kaina First Nations, the Sutina First Nation, and the Stony Nakoda. The city of Calgary is also home to Métis Nation of Alberta Region Three. Welcome. This week on RDD, I'm taking a mulligan. I think this is an important lesson for aspiring producers and professionals alike. I exported my radio show last week, but I didn't listen to the finished product. The episode went to air without an intro, ah! I apologize. Today, we are gonna listen back to the program as I intended you to hear it. My special guest is Samito from the duo Supalua. Supalua is a Portuguese phrase that roughly translates to English, ...to Super Blood Wolf Moon. It's a rare lunar eclipse that takes place in the middle of winter. And it symbolizes the chance meeting of the artists. Sumito, a beatsmith and vocalist originally from Mozambique... ...and the prolific Montreal beatmaker Hag V. I'm going to start off the show with some music from Subalua... ...and then you'll hear my conversation with Sumito. Keep it locked on Rave Dad's Diary... On 90.9 FM CJSW, here's the track, Sarajevo. Samito, welcome to Rave Dad's Diary.
1: Hey, Paul. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate this, and couldn't wait for us to like jump into this conversation.
0: Yes, yeah. I'm so excited to talk to you about this album that I've been Sweet. getting into uh, <laughs> over the past few weeks and months, and that will be shared with the world this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. first off, Supalua is not a word that I was familiar with until yeah. I was introduced to your project. Tell me yeah. about your name. What is it? Where does it come from?
1: Okay, so Super Lua is basically, it basically comes from the Portuguese Super Lua, the Sangue, de Lobo, which is super blood wolf moon in English, right? Which is like a rare lunar eclipse. You know, and for us as a band, it just symbolizes the encounter of me and Haig, you know, coming together to do like a project that, you know, we wanted it to be a sort of like experimental and groundbreaking in some ways. You know, we've both had like very long experiences in music, but very distinct ex- experiences too, coming from, you know, two different backgrounds. I'm originally from Maputo, Mozambique, East Africa. Haig is Canadian of Armenian origins, you know, and also like Egyptian, like his parents, you know, lived in e- Egypt. So, you know, it's like, you know, just two people who are completely different, but have the same passion for like music, electronic music and like experimentation coming together. So there's like a clash. It's actually, you know, if you dig the music, you realize it's like a pot, a melt pot of, you know, different genres and different, you know, we're trying to figure out something in there, you know. Uh, so, yeah, that's what it is, actually. Yeah.
0: So it's the 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 significance of of a super blood wolf moon you know the 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 rarity of it happening uh is is also kind of the rarity of the like you know butterfly flapping its wings uh and you and Hag meeting up
1: exactly exactly and it's also like i forgot to mention that you know the definition says it happens in during the winter time you know so it's super cold and you have these two forces coming together to you know you know to 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 yeah coming together and just like you know it's explosion right so that's what it is
0: so how did you and Hag actually end up meeting where were you introduced to each other (laughs)
1: That's that's an interesting story because it happens in 2017. But before that, for the longest time, we had like a couple of friends in common. They don't know each other, these two people. But every time they met me or Hike, they were like, oh, you guys have to meet, you know, and for a long time, you know. And then at some point, one of those friends, Adrian, was like, hey, I'm going to Hike's place today. Um, I actually needed help with with my laptop, and Haig is really good at like you know optimizing your laptop for like music and all of that. You know, it's, it's super geeky. And I ended up going there. I brought my laptop, and obviously, we just started talking about music. And I remember him playing my he playing me his music, and I was like, oh, this is the sound I'm looking for. From a technical so- standpoint, I was like, this is the sound. You know, and he he was listening to my music. I was like, man, this is the shit. You know, sorry, sorry for my bad word.
0: But that's okay. Uh, it's it's independent radio.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it it clicked. But one interesting aspect of our friendship was that at that moment I was sort of taking a break from music. So you know, I've 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 had a project before. I was you know signed to a label, and I had toured for like two two, almost three years, very intense. And at that point I was like feeling super exhausted. So we hit together and then we agreed that after two weeks or something, I'd bring him a few files of new music that I was working on, right? So I dropped two weeks later with two albums, you know? Yeah, yeah, seriously, like, you know, full sessions. And I was like, hey, this is what we have to work on. You know, I'd like us to work on this. And I left. I took off for, like, four months, you know? But then I came back fresh and, you know, renewed energy, and we started this long friendship. You know, we started bonding and trying to figure out what we could do together. We started working on my record, but after a good, like, 12-month period, I was like, you know, there's something with this project that, you know, it's, 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 it's not... It's happening but it's it's a little bit much more complicated than complex than I thought it was going to be, right? Let's just take a break and let, let's just create freely. And that's when Super Lua happened. Like in a period of like 4 months. What the was whole,
0: what, what was the first what was the first track that uh you produced that you thought happened. this is it? Assassinato
1: that was the first track, you know? Um, and I remember being, because, you know, the whole thing, right, was really about, like, finding a sound. You know, we're listening to different things that we loved. You know, I'm a Piano was in there, and he was tripping, because I introduced him to I'm a Piano, So he was tripping. It was like, oh, this is, I've never heard anything like this. But articulating that and coming out with a personal sound was really what was... You know, so when that song happened, it was almost like, oh, we know, right? Now we know we can do it, but also like we have our own way, our own interpretation. So that was the first one.
0: Let's talk about the style of music then. Uh, I, I want to come back to Assassinato because it is my favorite cut on the record. Really? Uh, I-, I have it in some playlists and I listen to it frequently. Yeah. But yeah. let's talk about where the style of music comes from, because uh, it is uh, unique, especially to Western ears. Yeah, exactly. uh, but uh, yeah, tell, tell me about uh, Amapiano.
1: So Amapiano is a is a style of house music that originated in South Africa around 2012, you know. And one of the most particular things is that it's a hybrid between like um, house sometimes like jazz and lounge, but that's the definition, right? What has tended to happen throughout the years is that it actually has become the melt of almost anything. Like people take it and that's, what, that's what's exciting about it. It's like, it's a very experimental place, you know? But there are very specific things that I particularly like about it. One of the things is that it actually challenges some of the known conventions of like music production. One of them is like, Instead of like bass lines, bass patches on songs, they use a log drum to do the basses, which has a a quality that is very similar to like Detroit bass, you know, in in many ways. But because it's very percussive, right? It actually acts almost like as a solo instrument in the song and a bass at the same time. So it drives the motion. And then you have a a kick drum that is super, mild and also like super low end. Like, you know, we, we were analyzing like the spectrum of frequencies very often and we realized that it was really strong at 30 Hertz, which is like super uncommon because usually we roll off like 60 Hertz below when we do like, you know, when we mix a kick. But that one had frequencies that we don't hear. And if you listen to them on the piano, you'll realize that the kick is actually, the bass drum is actually more like a vibration. It's not always present. It's like, it's just, you know, pulsing all the time. Most of like the original one. So there's some things that are super experimental and I think that's that's what is so attractive. It's like new ground and, you know, and it comes out from like, like many musical genres, it comes out. It comes out of like you know, uh, townships of uh, like you know from like s- those like you know fruity loops, you know, like which are more like consumer level, you know, not like super professional. But maybe because of that, it challenges things are done differently, and it, you know. So yeah.
0: Let's listen to the track, Assassinato, and people can hear for themselves the the, the subtle, unique parts of it. I love it. You're listening to Rave Dad's Diary on 90.9 FM CJSW. My name is Paul Brooks. I'm speaking with Samito from Supalua. Hi. Hey, what's up, Paul? Hey, we just heard the track Assassinato. Uh, I love that track. It's so, it, it, it just feels badass. Can you tell me about the lyrical content of the song? Uh, First of all, you're singing in Portuguese. Is that correct? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, so, Assassinato is more about, you know, collective, like, social responsibility and taking accountability for things. It's a very simple lyric that is basically me naming, like, different um, society roles, like the preacher man, the, the judge... You know, uh, basically it's it's taken out of a context, the way it built it, of a martyr, right? It's like everyone says, basically the song says, everyone says they did not pull the trigger, but they all pulled the trigger in the end. So when I go like, what I'm saying is that but in the end, he pulled the trigger, but no one wants to take accountability. So... I, I think it's a song that actually makes a lot of people uncomfortable because it feels like it's really about a murder, But it's really more about like social accountability in general, you know, like just being able to say, yes, I did this. Or, you know, it's like nobody wants to take accountability for anything, basically. So I don't know if it makes sense. It's things in my head, you know, so sometimes it's super personal. Right.
0: It does make sense. And I think it also ties into some of the other themes um, yeah. that you explore on the record. Um yes. you know, and it, uh, uh, let's talk about the track E Boy, for example, where yeah. uh the lyrics are talking about uh, you know, cancel culture and call out yeah. culture and uh performative uh Thanks. acts of uh, you know, social justice. Um yeah. What? Yeah, I find that really interesting that you infuse these topics uh, in, in into the music is yeah. it, like is uh is the style of music typically a, a vehicle for political uh messages or is this your own interpretation?
1: It's really my own interpre- interpretation. I think, you know, when I hit the studio, I'm always trying to think um what is it that is that is in my mind right now, right? What, what is it that I can say right now, right? And I think when I wrote the album, it was a period when um, everyone was having really deep conversations about these issues and there was so much division, right, in terms of uh, what's wrong and what is right, right? I think there was, there, there was like an obsession about righteousness that actually in the end ends up being very oppressive to many people. And so... Sometimes I feel like the topics were very serious, but were simply reflections of the moment and things that we were going through. Because I feel like in 2020 and 21, we were all involved in like a super heavy conversation in terms of who we were and what kinds of values we wanted for our societies, you know? And one of them, and so some of the major topics that I explore are really like, um, like you said, like cancel culture, virtual signaling, but also like love through the internet, you know. Um, so Eboy, in in particular, is really addressing activism through technology, and also, like you said, virtual signaling and um, hypocrisy that is. that sometimes surrounds, like, council culture. I know this is controversial, right? From one side, I think council culture was very important in terms of, like, highlighting some of the biggest issues we had in society and the need to address them right away. But I do also agree in certain ways that it actually shies people away from having honest and constructing constructive conversations. So one of the things that I say, I'll pick up a lyric um, on the song and I say, Todo mundo é liberal por detrás do seu iPhone. Todo mundo não é homófobo por detrás do seu iPhone. Todo mundo não é racista por detrás do seu iPhone. Todo mundo é feminista por detrás do seu iPhone. Basically what I'm saying is, everyone is liberal, but only behind their smartphones. Everyone is against homophobia, but not in actions, right? Just behind the screens, you know? Everyone is against racism, but only behind the screen. Everyone is a feminist only behind the screen the, the screens, yeah? So because it's really it's really I think I think there's this without wanting to be righteous, but I do believe in the importance of being Keeping our integrity. If you say something online, you have to live by those rules, you know? So if I'm not, I'm against homophobia, I have to be, it has to be real. It can't just be like, you know, a screen. I don't want to be like, so eBoy is really about that. Um, I felt really strongly about that because I, I, I start from more conversation. You know, more building than division. You know, so that's what it was meant to be. Yeah.
0: that's uh, really it's really interesting, and uh, I, I appreciate that you uh, aren't afraid to uh, explore some of these more. Uh, I mean, you, I, I don't think it's that controversial, uh, but but it 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 actually you know it, it is to some people and yeah. uh uh there there's an interesting juxtaposition to me about the uh some of the serious content of the lyrics but the celebratory party yes of the of the of of the production and yeah. your your vocal delivery you know yeah. and like without me going deeper into it i wouldn't understand the lyrical content of the songs yeah. um is that are you attending to kind of bring people in with this 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 sound and then hit him with that other layer uh what's your approach
1: totally i think i think here's the thing it's um I want to have these serious conversations and I mean, I mean what I say, you know, I think it's important, but also like it's beyond like just being important is I feel the need to be liberated from, from, from the, the the oppression of not being able to be who you are. And, you know, I feel that like strongly, but I also want people to be not be afraid of having these conversations so the music is really meant to bring you in we we can still have fun while having these conversations I don't know how to put it in a better way but it's very conscious it's very nonchalant in the delivery but it's a serious conversation but we I don't think these things are mutual mutually exclusive right we can have like a bumping track and like really experimental, like, you know, we can push those compressives out, you know, to explode, but still bring in a level of conversation that is really relevant. I don't know if it makes sense,
0: but... It makes know. complete sense. Let's so, like, let's listen to the track. Uh You're listening to Rave Dad's Diary on 90.9 FM, CJSW. I'm chatting with Samito from Super Lua. They're putting out the album Magnum Dopus this Friday. Yay. Uh, which is the, I want to say the 25th of March. Exciting. We're going to listen to the track E-Boy. Cool. Yeah. listening to rave dad's diary on 90.9 fm cjsw we just heard the track eboy by supalua and joining me now is one of the members of supalua samito hey what's up okay. back we just heard the track eboy it's a great great tune and uh, it has it has an important meaning behind it mm-hmm. you are what what caught my attention when when I was first introduced to you uh was a couple of music videos. Uh, and uh it's the music videos for Assassinato and and Sarajevo. Yeah. And uh I understand that you shot these music videos like in the same weekend, in the same location, as part yeah. of the same kind of artistic explosion. Yeah. Um If I can, you know, because we're on the radio, if I can kind of set up the the aesthetic of the video, um, there are two uh, dancers who are the main characters of of the videos, and uh, you and Hag V make uh, appearances in the videos as well. But what really strikes me about the videos is the gray, uh, wintry landscape that's quite stark. Um, juxtaposed with this, uh, very unique, uh, choreography and yeah. this like joy and, uh, exciting explosion of sound. Um, yeah. so that tension in the video is, and in the videos is what initially grabbed me and Ooh. like, Made me kind of obsess over your music um, I want to talk about the making of these videos and and how they came to be where did Where did this idea come from to take this music that's so joyous and raucous and yeah. uh, presented in this in this way
1: I think out of like the year two thousand and twenty, there were lots of conversations around you know um, black bodies spaces and how um, how it is important to come up with a, a narrative that reflects more of what like black creatives and black people are experiencing in, 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 in North America and around the world, right? I think what we wanted really was to juxtapose, like at first I think you got it very well, like that's the idea, like that Juxtaposition was super. Um, that's what we were looking for, and we wanted the first theme that we really wanted to explore was like this idea of black bodies in Nordic landscapes. You know, not only as a way of claiming um, space, but also as a, in terms of aesthetics, I think it's something that is hasn't been really explored that much. You know, we have this. Preconceived notions that you know if something happens in winter, it's, very, it's probably like dark and sad. If something happens in like you know, let's say the south, is really happy and sunny. Mm-hmm. There's these you know, but you know when you get deeper in those things, it's like you can have sadness in a joyful, bright space mentally you can you can actually flip things around well they're they're
0: stereotypes really they're yeah when you you know you're talking about oh you know if it's this type of song it's going to be in a a beachy sunny location Uh, that's you know where where your mind automatically goes where my mind automatically goes
1: exactly and from a creative standpoint we wanted to question that you know and it's funny because for me, it's super easy. I know you, you come from, like, you know, uh, electronic a background and, like, a lot of experience. It's like when you're in those spaces creatively, everything can happen if you have the, the, the openness to it. And I think what we saw, basically, what I saw, what Hyde saw, was just like a canvas. You know, we could actually push ourselves to come up with a new perspective. Not everybody gets it, though. Like, you get it, it touched you, but I feel like it takes a long time for people to, like, actually see the purpose and the beauty around it. But I feel like the people who get it really love it. Like, another person that really felt like that was Michael.
0: Michael Red, yeah. <laughs>
1: Michael Red. Yeah, 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 it was like, man, like, the videos, I was like, oh, these people get it, you know? <laughs> So when we did that, the big, the big thing was how can we actually, when we had the idea, it was like, how can we materialize this? Who can we bring in? And it really happened in the context of, you know, 2020 and all the conversations. And one of the things that I wanted was to bring in, like, creatives that could actually relate to that experience. So I brought in, like, as a director, I connected with Christian Boyache Ajeman who's like of Ghanaian origins, but he grew up here, you know? So he, you know, he has a good, you know, balance. He belongs to both places, right? Um, And I brought him in and he was like, he got it, you know? And he started putting it together. He gave us like scripts that reflected that. And, you know, and then we, you know, we, um, we got the dancers, Pascal and Shanice, which were amazing right? Really amazing. Like, I think those videos are those two people, you know, and we got them and what was great was that we were able to like congregate in like this really open space, you know, and visually even, you know, and just like express ourselves. So I think we had a lot to say in that context. And we basically, what I did and Hag did was to create space for other creatives to come in as well and sh- pro- like share their vision with us. So it's a, it's really a combination of many factors that made it happen.
0: I, I yeah. love, I just want to add, you know, yes. in the video, um, that is really the sense that I get from the video too is that you and Hag are like, um, Yes. You know, you, you are, are providing this space, providing this world, and you're like a little bit off to the side, you know, and the dancers, and that is really the like, the narrative, and you're kind of hosting it. That's the impression that I got. And you both look like dope as fuck. Like the, <laughs> the, you. the, the, uh, the wardrobe for the, the, yeah, the music yeah, video is like incredible.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Remember you mentioning that when we first spoke.
0: <laughs> so you
1: know you know what's interesting? Sorry to catch you, it's yep. like I love I love it when people get it. Because it's subtle, right? But there's this few people that actually get it. And when we met, you were like, This and that and that is cool. I was like, Oh, he gets it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it gets well it. that's uh it's great. It's been a real pleasure getting to know you through through these through these projects. Uh, we've been chatting for some time now. Uh, we don't have a lot of time left. Uh, you you touched on uh, the the director of uh, the the music videos. Uh, their their artistic direction is present um, throughout your project. Is that correct? Yes. So yes, sorry. Totally. Can you, what's their name again?
1: Uh, Christian. It's Christian Boyace Ajeman. And yeah, so he's been the person that was really behind all the creative direction, you know, and it was really good because for the first time in my music career, I had someone who could actually listen to what we had to say and just really help us materialize it. So that's why you have that feel. He's been a very, very important person to the project, and I can't even get to... Have the words to thank him because that's the vision, you know. That's uh, yeah. But he also shot Sunny Girl, Sunny Girl. You know, he also did that. You know?
0: Well, let's talk about that track. That's the 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 most recent uh, single that you've released, and then the final single from the album, which is out this Friday. Uh, this track is, uh, a little bit different from, from the, uh, more dance forward tracks on the album. Yet it's still, it still is dancey. It's got that, that subtlety to it. Tell me about Sunny Girl. And I think I want to finish off with that one, if, uh, if you don't mind.
1: It's, it's actually one of my favorite tracks in the, in the music because I feel like, um, I'm someone who loves like affective like sounds and like things that make you feel something, you know, and chords and all of that. But I feel like throughout the experimentation we're really tend to focus a little bit more on the rhythm and you know. So I smile when I talk about that song, but because it's a song that I love, you know? And it's really Sunny Girl is really about um virtual Love relationships and how the misunderstandings that come with not knowing the where is the beginning of the relationship and where is the end of that relationship? Mm. It's like going through that motion of like, I know you like me, but I don't really know if you like you know. Like, there's so many misunderstandings, you know.
0: Yeah, and the subtleties that are lost through
1: through exactly
0: texting and all of that.
1: And I wanted to find a way of like bringing that in the conversation because it's really part of our daily lives in a in a very strong way, or like many people's lives, you know. So, um, but it's what you say about it being like soft yet dancey. One of the things that we did is that we maintained the use of the log drum as the bass sound, even though it was a more subtle, more chill. So it still has the sort of them a piano like signature in terms of how the rhythm moves and now the baseline moves, you know, but it's more, it's more effective. It has chords, you know, it's like, you know, beautiful, like, you know, I don't know, like, I'm just like.
0: I can tell you, know. you love this track. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to finish off with it. Uh Sumito, it's been yeah. a pleasure talking to you about this new record, Magnum Dopus. Um where can people find your music and, and engage with Superlua, which is spelled S-P-R-L-U-A?
1: You got it. Yeah, exactly. So we can find our music in every, like, you know, digital platform, Spotify, um, Google Music, you know. But you can also buy records on Bandcamp uh, com at Superlua-Superlua. Or, like, our website, which is superlua.co right uh s-p-r-l-u-a.co so you can find it basically in every platform you know you just but if you want to hit us directly just get to Bandcamp camp and let's communicate we have records for you it's coming out on vinyl as well so we have a really nice gift for people so hit us up
0: yeah it's a we, beautiful we... vinyl package yeah 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 Sumito, congratulations and all the best with the record release. Uh, I'll be watching and listening. Thank you
1: so much, Paul. Thanks for having us and greetings to Alberta. You know, we love you already. Well, you're going to come
0: out here soon and uh, we'll, we'll host you.
1: Thank you so much. Much appreciated, Paul.
2: Que és
3: o Messi E não queres que eu me apaixone
2: por ti
3: E falo que sou Messi E não quero que tu te apaixones por mim Então quem fazemos nós aqui nós dois Já que o coração não sabe o que quer, então quem fazemos nós só nós dois Já que o corpo sabe bem o que quer Ontem fiquei sem saber De esperar que eu faça amor
2: Faça amor Faça amor
3: Hoje você diz que está confusa Que é para não me apaixonar Pede para que eu não te deixe a a mim sem conhecer-me Hoje nós
2: fomos às lianas E como sempre somos sem motivo Para depois voltar sem escusa Sabete que hay dos caso.
3: Décis à à
1: Yo, everybody, this is Contra from the Sans Fox Collective and Cartu Madras. You are listening to Rave Dad's Diary on 90.9 FM, CJSW.
0: Nine FM CJSW Rave Dad's Diary is coming to a close. Thanks for hanging out with me today and for listening to a rebroadcast of last week's program. Stick around. Ears White Shot is coming up next. I wonder what's going to happen today. Uh, Tyra, I think is away on a well-deserved vacation or break. Uh, is it Andy? Who will be here? Stay tuned to find out And next week Tune into Rave Dad's Diary I'll be doing a show live next week Live in the booth And I hope to have a special guest Joining me to share some music It's also my birthday So You're going to want to hang out with me Next Wednesday, April 6th On CGSW 90.9 FM All kinds of great programming coming up this afternoon. Keep it locked.